there! This is the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that our message makes your week a bit more awesome. See you in church! Amen! Okay, the title of the message is Finding You. <laughs> so who is this you that we are talking about, right? It is God, okay? We will be talking about finding God. So for those of us who are trying to find God, we'll be like, yay, tell me, tell me. I want to know how to find God. And for those of us uh, who have found God, let's see if you have really found God. Okay? Or maybe you found something else that we don't know, right? So, you know, when I was penning this title, right? I had so much deliberation because should it be finding God or should it be realizing who God is? Maybe you can help me out. Because we are always asking ourselves, right? Like, where is God? But then the Bible tells us that God is everywhere, in everything and everyone. All of creation literally screams of God. Psalms 19, 1 to 2 says that the heavens are telling of the glory of God and the expanse of heaven is declaring the work of His hands. Day after day, Paul's forth speech and night after night reveals knowledge. Well, it's so true because when I do take a good hard look at nature, the universe, the vast array of stars, right? I can't help but marvel that there surely is a God. There surely is a higher power out there. There is no way that all of these in the universe are just randomness and arbitrary collision. Like, really? I can't believe it, right? I think we all have lived enough to know, yeah, that we get lucky a couple times. But most times, no. How we all hope that our stars will align, like how the stars align the skies. And how the law of gravity, you know, never fails us every day. We all know that life doesn't get that lucky for us. So do we really need to find God? I ask myself. Because isn't He literally everywhere that we have seen it? You can go to the rooftop, take a look at the creation, go onto a mountaintop, take in the view of the sea, the skies, the stars, get up close and personal with a changed individual. And I'm pretty sure you can see God there. But yet, right, proof of God's existence, stories of God's miracles that you hear in testimonies and all that, and God's creation, they are good, but they are often insufficient for us. There is something in us that we are deeply curious We want to see, feel, know for ourselves that He is God. It's like you always know that there is an Eiffel Tower in Paris. You have heard stories about it. You have seen photos. You have watched TikToks about it. Right? Netflix about it. But why do people still spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars to fly across the globe to take yet another picture of it? Right? Because it's not just enough to know. We've got to experience. So there's an urge in us to find, to experience. God, where are you in my life? 
uh, where is your voice? What are you speaking? Who are you? And I want to encourage you that you should experience God, not just know that He exists. Not just hear stories about Him. Not just see the miracles or the blessings God can do, but to find God for yourself. My friends, mentors, bosses, you know, always reminds me and tell me, say, Karis, don't just live life, but experience life. I think my sisters also always tells me that. So I remind you, don't just get through life. Get through one exam to the next one, you know, one assignment to the next assignment, one project to the next project, one work to do, check off on the checklist to the next to do. Don't miss out on experiencing life and God. Don't miss God in your lifetime. So this message is for all of us who wants to find God. And I want to tell you three ways which we can find Him. You ready? So the first is to come to God and say, I need you. I need you. God can always almost be found by you when you need Him. Isaiah 58, 9 says that you will cry for help and God will say, I'm here. Psalms 50 says, cry out to me whenever you're in trouble. I will deliver you and you will honor me. 145 um, in Psalms says that he hears their cries for help and rescues them. So Jesus, he hears our cries for help and he's here with us. Whenever we are in need of him, he is here for us. But the question really is, when's the last time you have said to Jesus, I need you? If you have a date, you can put it down. <laughs> Do you need Jesus? Have you ever need something desperately? I wonder. Maybe your phone is surviving on 1% battery life and you are using the Google Maps to navigate yourself out of a dark alley. <laughs> wow, this situation is pretty sticky, right? Which one should come first? Is it a portable charger or you should find your way out before the battery dies? Right? Maybe you got back your exam papers and the score on your paper is 49.5 of 100. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I'm desperate. I need to find that 0.5 marks somewhere. <laughs> Funny story is, um, there is one time I was really, really, really hungry. I was out in an outing with um, a, a couple of friends at a playground. I've missed all my meals, didn't eat breakfast, lunch, nothing. And I was so, 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 so hungry. But the outing, you know, it's, it's going to be another one hour before it ends. <laughs> so I was so hungry that everything around me looks like food. <laughs> I don't know whether you have that experience. I swear I can smell pasta in the air. <laughs> so I, it was so epic because I pointed at, uh, I was talking to a new friend and I pointed at a fallen leaf on the seat because it's brown in colour and it's on the seat, right? And I pointed uh, to that brown leaf, right? And asked the new friend, say, hey, is that somebody's like croissant that <laughs> over there? Anybody left it uh, by chance or anything? And then my, the friend was like, what? Croissant? Okay, so everything looks like food. My point is that when you need something, you look and you keep looking, keep looking, 
until you find it. So, do you need God? Or need something that only God can give to you? For some of us, maybe we need forgiveness and grace. Maybe we need unconditional love and acceptance. Maybe we desperately need hope for the future. Or maybe we need a purpose and a direction for our lives. You know, sometimes people, we can be overly self-sufficient. Let me just caveat this that don't be overly self-sufficient, but have a degree of self-sufficiency. It's good. So meaning to say, be independent. Stand on your own two feet and be responsible. You shouldn't be in your 20s, all the tertiary people, and still need your mom and dad and best friends to settle your mess and to pay for your spendings that you know you have no budget for. Okay? Be self-sufficient to a degree. Have contentment. It's good. Be happy and grateful with what you have and where you're at. But what I meant by overly self-sufficient is people who are overly self-sufficient, they go, if I need something, if I rely on others, that makes me weak. I don't want to be weak. I don't need anybody and I don't need God. I can do life by myself. Only I am worthy enough to be good for, enough for myself. I don't need anybody. And then they stamp, stomp their feet and they leave. But, you know, relying on God actually bonds you closer to God. And in fact, because you rely on God, you will be made strong. That's why 2 Corinthians says that my grace is enough for you because power is made perfect in weakness. I know it's an ironic statement, but this is what God says. Power is made perfect in weakness. So the real weak people are the ones who cannot rely and depend on God or even others. And I'm guilty of it sometimes too. You see, a lot of times it isn't because we cannot find God, but it's because we don't want to be found. We don't want to need anybody to find us, to look out for us or to help us. We want to be the 99 sheep that don't need Jesus to go looking all around for, right? The one sheep that is always lost. We are not lost. We, our lives are together. We are responsible. When we are too self-reliant, we stop relying on God. And sometimes to find God, we need to welcome His power, His strength, His help into our lives. So I want to encourage you, rely on God. Rely on others. Welcome power in your life and be made strong. And I also want to speak to some of you here who maybe don't have desperate needs or cries or struggles at the moment. You can find God by remaining close and staying close to where God is. To where He is. In church, in Tivo, you know, where you see God. There are new, there are new friends who ask me this question, you know, can I come to church? Can I join you guys for activities if I don't know anything about God? <laughs> Do I need to be a Christian to come to your church? Of course not. And of course, you are welcome to join us anytime. Because as you come, you will find God and you will start to experience Him. 
And all it said is that what you remain in, you will find. So if you remain in love, you will see more love in this world around you, in you also. If you remain in peace, you will have peace. If you remain in negativity, then you will find more negativity. If you remain in God, you will find God. Because John says, remain in me and I will remain in you. So why am I saying this, you know, for? is because I want to encourage you that if you have yet to find God, or you feel that God, you know, is far away, you don't know where He is, I want to encourage you, don't be too quick to walk away. Don't be too quick to give up. Stay where God is. Stay here. Because you will find Him. Okay? So I would say that one of the most important things um, I need God is peace. God is a way of speaking to my heart and moving me, motivating me like nobody else can. I don't know how God does it. <laughs> Maybe it's the, the way He speaks to me. I, I, my heart will, will soften and hear Him. He is like a best friend who knows how to get you, if you know what I mean. He knows how to say something to you. So peace is hard for me and I believe it's hard for a lot of people because we have flaws, we have struggles, and sometimes, no matter how hard you try, no matter how successful you are, no matter, no matter how much money or things that you accumulate, you just feel that you still can't be at peace with yourself and things around you. You're always anxious and worried about the past and the future and the now and you know, everything in between. So how do we be at peace with ourselves and all around and your things around us when perfection is completely out of reach? But I find that there is a peace and there's a wholeness in God that transcends. Where I'm able to face myself, where I'm able to accept myself and love myself. And when chaos strikes, God is the place I go to. So that's the first point. The second thing is to come to God and say, I want you. I want you. So Proverbs 8.17 says that, those who seek me will find me. And Jeremiah says, when you search for me, yes, search for me with all your heart, you will find me. When you say, I want you, God, it goes beyond what's necessary. It's a desire. Like, I really want to have you. And when you say, I want you, you will find God. Because he says, seek and you will find. So the word seek, right, seems to suggest that we need to look. We need to put in effort to search. Finding God is not automatic. <laughs> he somehow is not in plain sight. It seems to suggest that God is hiding from us, right? I mean, Moses in the Old Testament says to, tells God, God, show us your glory. Show me your face. So why is that a self-disclosure? Why is God being so secretive? Right? God conceals Himself so that we don't find Him on our terms by our own interpretations. He hides, which allows us in the process of seeking to know God on His terms. You see, sometimes I wonder, are people really finding the person of God or are they finding their 
own idea and version of God. When people go, um, I will go to this church for Easter because I love their testimonies. And then they'll say, I will go to this other church in Christmas because I love their play. And then during the start of a new year, they will say, I will go to TiVo because they always have solid messages. <laughs> so really, when, when, when I hear this, I go, are you really seeking God? I wonder, right? I wonder, really. No wonder Jeremiah 29 says that to search for God with all your heart. What does it mean? It means to search sincerely, truthfully, honestly. Not to bolster self or to embrace a convenient gospel, but the true person of God. So I want to encourage you that if God is not in plain sight in your life, don't get disheartened. Search and seek. Because only in the process of seeking do you find the true person of God. And also, it is in the process of sincere searching do our own selfishness, pride, and ego dies. And we ourselves come to face God with our true selves. So there's a difference between saying, I need you and I want you. Right? You will understand this when, let's say somebody come up to you and say, I need to befriend you. I need to love you. Right? <laughs> Versus somebody comes up to you to say, I want to be your friend and I want to love you. What's the difference? Only one word difference. <laughs> the difference is willingness. There is no true love without willingness. There is no true love if there is no free will. You have got to willingly say that I want to know you. So a couple of years back, um, during one laser tech, recently we had laser tech, right? During one laser tech prep and set up, a youth, another youth, <laughs> came up to me and asked me this question. Why don't we pay for people to help out in church? I thought for a moment, right? And then I told him, say, because the most beautiful things in this world is what money cannot buy. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not sure whether um, he comprehends what I'm saying. <laughs> right? but, but don't worry. I mean, after that, I sent him down, I explained to him, right? So, because I really believe that a great heart and awesome spirit of willingness, enthusiasm, voluntarism cannot be bought by money. All of these willingness are our expression of love to God, to people. So do you know why, you know, in, in TiVo, we roster CGs to come in to clean the toilets? Why not hire a cleaner, right? Well, there are many reasons. Number one is because finances is tight. <laughs> a practical reason. Second is it helps us to build a culture, never to treat God's house like a place where we come to be customer serviced. <laughs> but a TiVo is a home that all of us are responsible to take care of. But most of all, above all these reasons, we do it out of love, right? Saving money allows us to make sure that there is money for something else, 
For example, giving to our volunteer staff, allowances. By cleaning the premise, we are also making sure this place is a great place and a clean place for all our friends. And we, it's a way that we show love to our new friends when we introduce them to this place. So I find it interesting, right, that true love cannot be bought by money, right? So if you want to experience true love and connection, offer something that money cannot buy. Yeah. Offer up a great heart. Offer up an awesome spirit, willingness, enthusiasm, volunteerism to God. So tell God today that you want Him. Okay. And lastly, come to God and say, I treasure you. So Jeremiah 29, 13, in another version, in message version, it says that when you come looking for me, you will find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. So what does it mean to treasure God? It means that you want God more than anything else in this world. God is more precious and valuable than anything else in this world. There's so much value in God that you will not trade Him for anything in the world. It's like how David says in the book of Psalms that God is more desirable than gold, more desirable than tons of pure gold. Wow, His words are sweeter than honey, even dripping off honeycomb. <laughs> it's like how the woman in Matthew, right? She took an expensive perfume that cost her a year's worth of salary wage, pouring it and anointing Jesus' feet because to her, Jesus is way more valuable than her perfume. It's like how Peter says in John that, Jesus, where should we go? You have the words of life. It's like how Moses says to God, right? We don't want your blessings. We, want, we will only go from here unless you, your presence, goes together with us. Yeah. It's like how Paul says that everything is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So do you treasure God? Maybe you do when you need something. <laughs> Maybe you do when you want something from Him. But what happens after He shows up for you? Five years ago when you were struggling, you finding purpose and God speaks to you. And then what happens after that? Ten years ago when you were going through your parents' divorce and God was with you. Fifteen years ago when you were poor and struggling and God blesses you. And I can go on with the list. But you get my point, right? Why is it that some treasure and some don't? Why is it some people treasure God and some people don't treasure? One of the reasons is for some of us, God is irreplaceable. But to some of us, He is replaceable. So the question is, is God replaceable? in your life. If you're looking for love, there are countless places to find it. Right? Countless right places and countless wrong places <laughs> to find it. You'll never run out of options. If you're looking for ways to be blessed, there are endless 
good ways to be blessed and bad ways to find it, right? Stealing it. <laughs> if you are looking for relationships, friendships, you are spoiled for choices. The thing I'm saying is that you are unlikely going to treasure God if He is replaceable. For those of us who have loved God very much um, once upon a time, if your perspective, your heart has now started to make God replaceable, then listen, it's unlikely you will treasure Him. It's unlikely you will continue to experience Him in your life. Because God is not one who forces and inserts Himself into your heart. He will always love you, there's no doubt, but He will not force you. When we don't treasure God, He may stop speaking to you. And for the newer Christian here, uh, newer people here, if God is replaceable, that's because you have never been 100% captivated by Him yet. You haven't experienced something that made you fall in love, treasure, feel that He is replaceable. So I want to encourage you, find a little more, search a little deeper. Okay? So very recently, um, I opened up my journal, <laughs> my e-journal, and I saw an entry that I wrote in September 2019, which is exactly how many years? Three years ago? Okay, yeah, about there. And, um, and it's titled, How Can I Give You Any Less? Okay, it's my own journal writing. Okay, I don't, it's going to sound like a little bit like a poem. <laughs> How can I give you any less? And it goes, I thought to myself, can I give God any less? If I could, I just might probably choose otherwise. But I can't because it seems to be beyond choice, beyond reasons, beyond me. There is just simply no why. Not so that I can live more purposefully or significantly or more blessed or live my best life or be the head, not the tail, be rewarded and recognised or to be admired by many or somehow be spared from judgments of any kind. Not so for any logical or even irrational reasons. Because any wise will render this too superficial, too ingenuous, all too insubstantial, too inadequate to express anything. You okay? Strip everything away, completely bare and vulnerably naked, nothing worthy underneath I will find. So why, even if there is no why? Why and how did an encounter unravels so beautifully in a way that sets my life in motion such that I can no longer turn back or reverse otherwise. Whatever you may call it or whatever you may call this, love, peace, presence, power, hope, faith, dream, purpose, God, you come to this place where you have no one to impress, nothing to prove and nothing to protect, no reasons to justify anything, all good pales in comparison and all bad renounces in defeat. No wise can match up to who I have met. And so I can't, nothing less than all of me. So why treasure God? Because there is something in God that's irreplaceable. And if you have seen it, you have felt it, you have experienced it, then you will know what I mean. 
So one last story. There was this um, story that I've come across of a pair of siblings that really touched my heart. It's a really cute old granny and uh, grandpa, right? Their brothers and sisters, they are both in their 70s. They share a small plot of farmland in China and they live on less than $10 a day because they are too old to work. So their home, pretty simple, uh, pretty old, contains a couple of old furnitures and a coffin. So their local tradition is such that whenever anybody turns 70 years old, they will have to prepare a coffin so that when they do die, their neighbours have some place to put them. And then their neighbours, their friends, their family are expected to place gold coins, precious metals into the casket as the people there, they believe that you know, all these things will sustain them in eternity. But then, you know, these siblings, uh, this old granny and grandpa, they said to their friends and their family, right? They said that, I don't want your gold and your money and, you know, all that, save it and keep it for yourself. And they said that all they want with them is their Bible. <laughs> because they said God is their greatest treasure. Which I thought, oh, right? So if you want to find God, I want to encourage you, start by saying, I need you. And then say, I want you. And finally, I treasure you. It's not hard to find God because God is always finding us. Jesus wants us and He treasures us. In Matthew 13, 45, it says that the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. When he found one very precious pearl, he went and sold all that he owned and bought it. God is the merchant who is always searching for us. And whenever he finds one precious you, <laughs> and you and you and all of you here, he willingly sells all that he has for you. So Jesus is so good. Sometimes I wonder that is it we found love or has love found us? Right? I guess both, right? Love is always finding us. And I hope that we all come to find love as well. Yeah.